FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to For Whom the Bell Tolls. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Tuesday, August 29th in the year 2023. We continue to have news from Lahaina that continues to paint an extremely dark picture. While we're seeing escalations of war in Ukraine as America backs the proxy war against Russia and now tries to invade the Crimea area with criminal class elements to do whatever damage they can, we are pushing ourselves to the brink in this world. And it's because we're being run by a group of psychopaths and lunatics. And Americans have to wake up to realize what's at risk. Our nation is the center of evil. It is not the center of joy, love, peace, green peace, make everything green again and kill and stop bovine farts. We are the destructive force of the world. And ultimately the world is going to turn on us unless we clean up our own house. And this is the hours in which we have to start deciding whom do we serve and for whom the bell tolls. Patriots, before we begin tonight's things, looking at the world right now, it's extremely important that you prepare as much as you can to prevent the loss of anything that happens financially to you. Things are getting dangerous out there. Banks are starting to take money. These are not good times. If you have an IRA, 401k, or whatever, that, like that investment account, you need to reach out. would highly recommend you reach out to Birch Gold. All you have to do is text 989898, that's 989898, three of those, to Birch, to and t- text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898998. I'll get it. And do that, and you're going to get a free info kit from Birch Gold. That's an extremely important document and bit of information for you to assess if putting your retirement investments into a precious metals-backed IRA is right for you. The folks at Birch Gold have done an enormous and amazing job of supporting Bards Nation over this last year. They're continuing to do everything they can to help preserve people's wealth in the light of this new collapsing economy. So again, text 989898. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get this free info kit from Birch Gold. Then give them a call and see if they can help out. They're a great group of people. They're super helpful, super knowledgeable, and they'll be able to guide you through the process to help preserve your retirement investments with precious metals and in, in a tax-deferred retirement account. All right, patriots, I want to begin by a perspective of where we are right now and the realization of what woke truly is and the war that is being waged upon us. Here we go. Woke is Marxism, evolved to attack the West. If you don't understand that, you will not act correctly. You will not cure it, and it will conquer your countries. It will conquer all of Europe, and we will have a very, very long, sustainable and inclusive future with absolutely no freedom. Because the goal is to make us into what they call global citizens. Have you heard this term? This term is nonsense. There's no global sovereign, so there is no global citizenship. There's no relationship because there's no ruler. And we don't want a ruler of the globe. 
It's a nonsense term. But they tell you, if you actually read their literature, what is a global citizen? It's somebody, I kid you not, I make no joke, they say this themselves, it's somebody who supports the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations Agenda 2030. That's a global citizen. And they say, what are the rights of a global citizen? This is in a book about global citizenship education published two years ago. What are the rights of a global citizen? And the answer, one paragraph later, is we're not that interested in rights with global citizenship. It's more about global responsibilities. In other words, slavery. This is a pivotal moment in the history of the Western world. The model that they are pushing us toward using the means and mechanisms of that place is the model we see in China. If you want to know what your future looks like if we don't stop the woke, look at China. Look at the social credit system. Look at the oppression. Look at people disappearing for having the wrong opinions. One of their greatest billionaires, Jack Ma, said the wrong thing about the government and disappeared. A billionaire. If you want to know what the future of Europe and America and the Five Eyes or whatever the countries, it's China. That's the model. So we have to fight back against woke, but to fight back against woke, we have to understand it. And I will close by restating my thesis. Woke is Marxism evolved to take on the West. And it's been very successful so far because we haven't known our enemy. We cannot name our enemy. And I've come here to name our enemy. So thank you for your time and attention and letting me do that. It has been very successful because Americans have been conveniently tied up in their lives and not paying attention to the reality of what's happening around us. We're equally being overwhelmed by the ridiculous concepts of environmentalism, which is a complete lie, while the most environmental people, the conservatives and those that love to hunt, fish, use the outdoors, are being criminalized and cast to the side. The whole idea of this ridiculous notion of eating bugs and, and all this other crap of eating eating vegetables only, it only enhances the monoculture production of food, it destroys the soil more, and ultimately destroys the earth to such a degree that it forces people into, into cities to where they have to rely on these vertical agriculture facilities that are all artificial lighted and artificial run. That is by design. Unfortunately, we have not done a good job across the broad spectrum of America. We have allowed our teachers that are completely programmed by the universities to reprogram your children. And if you put your children and if your children are still in public school, you are simply playing the indoctrination camp. If your children are in public school, they are not getting an education. You can try to convince yourself all day long that you're doing the right thing, that your schools are good schools. It's crap. Your children are being programmed in one way or another in the public education system because ultimately the unions are running that. And if you're in the public education system, if, whether you encourage your child to go to university, if they're in high school, middle school, grade school, even kindergarten now, they are being programmed to be part of this Marxist one world order. They are embracing the ideas of wokeism. They are embracing the ideas of environmental crimes, environmental problems. They are embracing the ideas that we are leeches on the earth and we need to be punished. There is nothing that as a parent can do worse to their child than to keep their children in public school, especially with what we know now. Now, just as I flip to that, take a listen to this piece on the street interviews of youth in Iceland and their perceptions on America. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of America? School shootings. We're downtown Iceland today with the Wand of Wisdom. 
for Reykjavik's 237th birthday. We're going to be interviewing the Icelandic people who are some of the nicest in the entire world and see what their thoughts on America and Americans are. All right, today's question is, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word America? People. Yes. Obesity. Yes. Basketball. Shooting. School shootings. <laughs> food. Food? School yeah. shootings. Mm -hmm. Say that again? School shootings. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What type of food? Like unhealthy food. Unhealthy? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Is okay, there. okay. What are like another two things, maybe? Um, when you beer. Beer? Yeah, and Captain Morgan. Um, first and thing. Weed. Weed? The American <laughs> flag and like... Uh, Target and Target. Stuff. Oh, I love Target. I miss Target so yes. much. I don't know, just the flag. <laughs> the flag. Stupid uh, people. Great, people. Stupid and fat people. Greatest, greatest country ever. Great, greatest country ever. Great, what? Greatest country ever. Greatest country that's, ever. That's, that's no. Um, obese people. Obese. Oh, okay. Uh, God's <laughs> tourist money. Money. And Absolutely. <laughs> just, just fat people. Fat. Okay. Uh, freedom. 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 Yeah, freedom. Uh, fat. Fat. Hood. Hood. And what what kind of hood? Like hoodie or like, like gang? Bang bang, you know? Hoods, gangs, fat people. This is America's perception by a country that hardly knows us. Poor food, school shootings. That's not something any of us needs to hang our hat on. America's overall perception in the world has declined to a level of pathetic. We have obese obesity is a normal thing in our youth. We have youth now that the normal thing is to cut off your genitals or cut off your breasts. We have more emphasis on pedophilia than we do on helping the homeless. I mean, th this is the insanity in which we live, and it truly is part of a greater problem which we are now facing, which is a global perception on who we really are in this world. Now, the thing is that with all of this, we have an increasing problem of a, of a state that's trying to punish the people. And this is coming out in every single thing that's happening. We are at war. And I really think that it's very important to understand to what degree we are at war. Take a listen to this piece, because it's a perceptive that we have to start understanding. What are we to do? What have we become but a nation of destructive behavior? This is now a war, a war against all of us. The Biden administration is a corrupt mob and the Obama administration fuels the cycle. Let me warn you all that this corrupt behavior against President Trump is the most disgusting scheme to try and keep him down. And this is a horror. This system now allows criminals to steal from department stores and all they say is to watch and not do anything. And this is okay to sit and allow these these monsters to destroy hardworking designers and retailers. My God. My fellow Americans, this is a civil war. And this is the time we must stand for truths. If we don't see this, you, your children, grandchildren, sisters, brothers, will all pay the price for this, this default. My God. Let us not beg, let us not steal, but allow God's truths to be yours and mine. Let us not hide our pride, but allow God's greatest truths to show the way. We must stand up for truths we lost, stand up for the gift that was given to all, the freedom that the American dream stood for. If we allow deceit against President Trump and allow this lie to win, we will all regret this. And my only wish is that 
all can find the truth that President Trump is a man who wants to save America, the dream, the freedom. Let us not allow the manipulation of this government to destroy this land, our purpose, our love, our light. Allow the truth to remind us all that we are a nation that has been free, and now our freedom is being taken away with lies and greed. Stand up now for the only truths that can save us. And let us remember Lincoln's sacrifice. Much love to you. Patriots, that was John Voigt. He always has solid messages, and he's on point here. We have to start really thinking about the consequence of this destructive behavior, and it's very destructive. We have allowed this cultural Marxism to settle into every aspect of our society, and we're continuing to bow to it. We have to push back harder. These people are redefining every single thing we have in our world, and they're using gender as the mechanism and tool to do so. Because through gender, you redefine every bit of how we see relationships, which are fundamental to a society. Take a listen to this. According to the website pronouns.org, people making assumptions about gender based on someone else's appearance can be harmful. They say, quote, the act of making assumptions, even if correct, could be potentially harmful to others. And it can be offensive to guess at someone's pronouns and refer to them using those pronouns if that is not how that person wants to be known, end quote. What kind of harm? In reality, truth only harms the delusion and the delusional. No matter how elaborate the scheme, truth also works like a mirror. It doesn't spare details, no matter how inconvenient or unsightly, but the light does need to be on for a mirror to work. The insanity of this sexual revolution knows no bounds and it's moving at hypersonic speed. The point isn't just that a small handful of perverts in Snow White costumes get to read children's books to preschoolers or that men wearing cosmetic bodysuits dance for dollars in front of preteens. That's certainly enough to warrant our outrage. It's become more than that though. You no longer get to call a man a man or a woman a woman. That's assuming a truth. But that's actually the point. It's about removing our right to say to one another what we know to be true. We are male and female created in the image of God. Jesus didn't say, you shall know the truth, and the truth will be harmful to your psyche. But the truth shall set you free. And that's the facts. The truth shall set you free, and that's true. It's just, unfortunately, so many people right now don't want to face the truth. It's, it's too difficult to face the truth when you've been living the lie that we're the greatest country in the world. There's no, chance, no, no doubt that in the past we were. We, we were offering that sort of opportunity for people to come here and to build wealth. And in truth, it, we still have that opportunity for some. But it's becoming increasingly difficult as they wage war on the middle class and begin to crush everybody while they steal money out of everything. We're seeing money pouring into Ukraine. We're seeing money absolutely dumping into everywhere that we don't need it to go. And yet the American people are always left behind. This is the exact problem of where we have things. And unfortunately, we aren't doing much about it. The next piece I'm going to play for some may seem impossible. This piece is about someone who just had their money taken from their account in an unprecedented level by, yep, you know it, the IRS. Patriots, we're dealing with a criminal class of people in this country that don't care about you, and we have obedient slaves that continue to work for these criminal classes, not because they necessarily agree with what the criminal class is doing, but because they're accepting the buy-off. 
They're accepting the salary, the benefits, and they're forgetting that all of these positions are ultimately paid for by taxpayers, not them. Our government is too big. Our government is out of control and it is deeply corrupted, both by the class in which it's run by and by the morality of those that live there. People don't see themselves as public servants anymore. They see themselves as it's, they see this as a job, as a way to get rich, as a way to align their bank accounts, to make connections, to make even more money when they step out of government to go work for consulting firms, lobbyists, and to sort of shape the government the way they want it so they will line their own pocket. We have become a culture and a country of me, and we've lost the perspective of we the people. The only way we are going to get this back is if we reestablish we the people. And unfortunately, that pathway there could be very ugly. Now, take a listen to this piece, because I will assure you that what this is, what is being spoken here about governments taking a government, our government taking money, the exact process of what they're doing here happens all the time. You need to be ready because they are preparing to do some pretty ugly things. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. So I was out this morning to get my coffee and whatnot. And I went to swipe my personal debit card at the gas station and it wouldn't go through. It kept saying declined. And I'm like, what the hell? So I ended up using one of my credit cards. And then when I get out to my vehicle, I check my bank account. Like what, what the hell's going on? I know I got plenty of money. So I pull open my Chase app and my account is tremendously negative. I mean, very, very large number negative. And my first thought is like, oh, crap, this has got to be identity fraud. Someone's gotten a hold of my stuff. There, there's just no way. But with the amount of money that I'm negative, there's no way that Chase would have let this naturally go this far. Uh, but I went to call Chase anyways to figure out what was going on and try to get it fixed. Chase makes me aware that there's a levy on my bank account. And I'm like, a levy? For what? I don't have I have one pending civil case open and it ain't for this much money and there is there has been nothing that grants them access to get payment which means they couldn't get a levy which would mean I'm now the gears are turning and I'm like okay who got a levy on me without even a court date because you gotta have some kind of court paperwork to get a levy so Chase gives me the number to this United Collection Agency. The United Collection Agency informs me that the state of Indiana, the tax revenue service of Indiana has put this levy on my bank account. And I'm like, what? For what? So I call them. They just informed me that the federal government went back to my 2020 taxes, redid my taxes without my notice, without me even being aware, they made changes to my taxes and did not offer me or my accountant a copy of these rendered tax returns. And now I owe the federal government and allegedly, allegedly owe the federal government and the state of Indiana an ungodly amount of money. The federal government went in, redid my taxes for absolutely no reason. This is what the, this is what the uh, Department of Revenue in Indiana told me. They redid my taxes, didn't say nothing, come to some conclusion that I owe them oodles of money, and now they've locked up my account. They've taken almost all of my money. I am virtually almost sitting here broke. Tell me how this is not criminal. 
I told the lady at the at the uh, tax revenue service, or to, you know, uh, the Indiana tax whatever. I forget. I'm forgetting the name. I'm so mad right now. I told her I was like, I was under an NOL. I just started my farm in 2020. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had a net operating loss of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you've not only taken away hundreds of thousands of dollars that I legitimately spent to build my farm, you have now made that disappear and you have taken extra money and you still want more money on top of what I even have. How is this not criminal? This is our government. This is what our government does. And to make, to add insult to injury, they went back, did my taxes from three years ago, just sent a letter, sent a notice to an address that I don't even live at anymore. Just sent it May of this year. And now, because I didn't have any paperwork, they didn't get a hold of me. I didn't even know this was a thing or I'd have been fighting it. Now they could just reach in and just take all my stuff. When they didn't even send it to an address. And I was like, what about my driver's license? Oh, well, we don't cooperate with the BMV. You're all the government. You didn't think to check public record to find where you could mail me a letter? Or Bull. Bullshit. Or your business license. Or my business licenses. Since this, since this is coming and they're like, well, it's, it's on your personal. Yeah, my, my insurance agency and my farm are on my personal taxes. But you're not coming after my businesses, you're just coming after me personally. <laughs> Our government is a bunch of crooks. They literally, on a recorded call, just told me that the federal government altered my taxes without my knowledge, did not give me a copy of any rendition of my taxes. Now they're just saying, well, you owe us several hundred thousand dollars. Oh, our government. Oh, our government. Oh, Biden's IRS. This is Biden's IRS. Yep, got to get more money to send to Ukraine. Go back and take all of my money that I spent in my business. Make all that NOL disappear. And then come take more money so you can stuff. A Hunter Biden must need more cocaine. Ooh, I'm so mad. And I, I know people are going to watch this video and be like, well, this has never happened to me. Just wait till it does. This has never happened to me my entire life either. But now we got a new IRS out there coming after everything you own. 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. They're coming after the big fish. They're coming after the people with the money. You're next. Don't worry about it. You're next. So after COVID-Con, they approved the right for the IRS to be able to go after your savings or track your spending and anything over $10,000 of total expenditures. The new setup for FedNow allows them complete and total access of every single transaction because all transactions will be routing through the Federal Reserve and the Treasury. When you did, when everybody received their free money from the government during COVID-Con, they registered every single account into their AI database. They know everything now. And they no longer need a warrant to come into your account. It used to be they had to walk into the bank. I have a personal story in my family of something just like that, where they literally walked into the bank years ago, asked for the money, and took out all the, all the money from a particular business account. The IRS has always been a bunch of criminal people. They are literally fascists. And every single one of them deserves exactly what we got at the beginning of, the, of our nation, tar and feather at the very least. But American people have become afraid of the IRS. They're weak. They're afraid to stand up. They're afraid to do what's right. They're afraid not to pay their taxes. It's unbelievable. 
and yet it's the taxes that we pay that fuel the tyranny, and yet American people complain about their taxes and pay them anyway. They sign the agreement with the IRS that then holds you accountable to the contract which they hold over you, even though taxes are illegal. I have never been able to figure out this, this, this dichotomy and duplicity in thinking where people hate the taxes and yet fund the enemy that destroys them. It makes no sense. This is what the IRS does. This is what every bit of this organization of criminality does. And they have access to your accounts to do exactly what they want to do with your money when they want it. Your money's never safe as it is in the bank, but you add the IRS to that, and now you roll in Fed now. Now you roll in this new social credit score. Now you add in all this digital currency stuff, and the more they're doing is squeezing the noose around your neck until you will never escape. You will never get out because they will own you, and you will own nothing, literally. And their, your version of happiness, well, that'll be depending on what program they put in your head or what drug they put in your water to make you feel better and forget about the hoary, the whore hell you live in. This is the truth. And this is the world we live in, and it's the world that's rapidly getting worse every single day. And the only question is, when is America going to stand up and say enough is enough? Everybody seems slow off the bench. Nobody wants to look around and realize the tyranny in which we now live. It's unbelievable. And I'm seeing more and more people come up to the line. I'm seeing people wake up and realize it's bad. But the question is, when is enough enough? How far down this hellhole do we have to go? How far off, off this cliff do we have to fall between before people finally call it for what it is? Our government is a criminal class run by pedophile elites. That is a fact. Everybody in D.C. knows about the rampant pedophilia. That is a fact. Everybody in the D.C. knows that the CIA and other intelligence agency members are running the back end of this government and pulling the strings to make things happen their way for a global one world order. That is an absolute fact. And we have nobody in government speaking out against these horrors that are being waged on our people in, the, in this country. We still have yet. I realize President Trump gave a, a call out to Lahaina, but there hasn't been anything else said other than to hear him talk about his own d trials. And quite frankly, and I'm going to be blunt, President Trump's a big boy. He can get through his own trials. We have people that are dead in Lahaina. And nobody's saying anything. Patriot channels are drifting away from it because it's more important to follow Trump because that's where they can butter up their nose and hope that they can have a happy day when he comes back in office. And maybe they'll get lucky enough to get into his administration and have a new job. This is what America's become, a me culture. And it's sickening. We are not going to get this country back until we transition it back to we, the people. Now we've got another horror starting up, and this is down in Florida. Take a listen to this. Language warning on this, by the way. Language warning for the next three and a half minutes. Listen at this, you guys. Triple threat. Human error. This is a double. My ass. The Hurricane Idelia will be a hurricane when it hits Florida. Hurricane Franklin is intensified. But I said triple threat. Cars may stop working mid-evacuation due to fuel contamination. If you gassed up somewhere between Fort Myers and Tampa Bay in the last 24 hours at a BJ's Wholesale, a 7-Eleven, or a Handy Food at 30 separate locations, 30. affecting at least 500 to 1,000 plus customers right this second, there's diesel in your fuel. And your when car you is diesel fucked. and gasoline in a regular gas-powered car, it will kill your engine. Your hope is it just stops your engine. That's your hope. But it may potentially destroy exactly. your engine. Exactly. 
Governor Ron DeSantis, on his campaign to fail at becoming the President of the United States, said, that sucks, and offered absolutely no other guidance to the people that have been affected. People that went home and tested it inside their generators destroyed their generators. Florida is moving an emergency amount of gas very quickly down into the affected areas. But that's not going to help the hundreds, if not thousands, of customers that are currently going to be affected. Not in slightest. If the hurricanes become so bad that an emergency evacuation is necessary, kiss your ass goodbye. Guidance I can give you, because Florida is going to supply gasoline, and that's all the information that they're giving. My entire family and most of my friends are still in Florida. And I'm aware that it was human error, but this is going to lead to many people having needless problems because of a human error. You know what kind of fuel you're hauling? Where you gassed up last. And the hoses are color coordinated. From Tampa to Fort Myers in the last 24 hours. I'd say people are getting a little fed up, and rightfully so. This is yet another disaster, and this was not accidental. And just for the record, just so in case you're curious, BJ's is owned by a private equity firm known as Leonard Green and Partners based in Los Angeles. All the things add up to somebody who really doesn't care about the people and is definitely going to care more about what they're going to gain from these storms. So there's no possible way that this fuel delivery was accidental. There's no possible way that that wasn't rigged at some certain way just happens to have contaminated fuel right at the peak of evacuation. This, again, is a Lahaina incident, trying to break the people, destroy people, destroy their property, sever them from the land. When you get rid of people and land is abandoned and there is no, no, nobody to pass it on, it is, they literally t- start to take the land back. This is what they've done to Lahaina. It's, it's unbelievable. Take a listen to this piece on Lahaina. It just it doesn't get any wor- it doesn't continue to get any better. It just gets worse day by day. Apparently over a thousand body bags and mats and containers and refrigerated trucks on the other side of the island right now. The government's trying to blame them. They didn't sound a siren. There was no helicopters that came. People had gone and picked their kids up from school and brought them home and left them home. There was a ten year old girl with a crib with a baby in it. There was no warning. No military came. The whole community is mourning the deaths of over 1,500 people. They killed innocent men, women, and children by not helping, by not sounding alarms. People were asleep in their homes with their babies and their children. You want to expand upon that? So what I've heard is that they pulled the water out of the pipes to fight the fires, and then they put the water back in the pipes or from some other source, and now it's toxic. So let's look at this and be realistic and be honest, okay? You have contaminated fuel on the eve of a hurricane in Florida. It's happening across the BJ network of stores. There's no possible way that was done accidentally with that much mix and that much contamination. That was a strategic hit to try to prevent people from leaving and evacuating so that they would suffer and die in the storm. That's a criminal class act. And that means that there's corporate partners in that and there's local distributor partners in that. And you just can't avoid that. That's not a conspiracy. It's just starting to look at the data and the facts. In Lahaina, we've had no military present down there supporting the people. FEMA is only providing support for those that can actually prove that they have ownership to their homes and everybody lost their homes while they live in a thousand, thousand a night rooms 
around the other side of Maui. We have people that are suffering through true loss of everything in their lives, plus loss of friends and the reality that there's a true loss of people on the ground. But don't worry, Oprah's there to hand out some stupid pillows and try to give people console that she will donate when she figures out what type of city they're going to rebuild, i.e. 15-minute city prison. All the elites managed to avoid the storm and the fire, and yet everybody in Lahaina was burned out, which just happened to be native land. And now they're in the process of processing all the bodies, liquefying them and removing any trace of DNA so that those of the lineage of those families that are tied to the Hawaiians and that sacred land no longer have claim to it. We still have 2,000 children missing. If you can't see the criminal act that's involved here and the complicity in our government, our military, our local officials, and our corporations, I mean, this is the, this is the truth of where we are. These aren't conspiracies. Just look at the facts. And for those in the military over there, because I know we get a lot of people listening, and you're sitting over there and your command is not allowing you to mobilize to go help this event, don't, t- don't try to convince yourself that somehow this is outside your realm, that posse comitatus is in play, none of that. You have a right and a responsibility to intervene when government fails. That's ultimately at the core of enemies, foreign and domestic. And we are dealing with enemies domestic as we have people and agencies like FEMA not doing their job. It would take a bold military commander to intervene. And unfortunately, we don't have those anymore or very few. And our military sits on the side and plays magic, move, move the move the move whatever piece on the board game while we're trying to envision a war with China, deploy new AI drones to fight China, and we have our people suffering. We are living in a machine of war that wants more war because only through a war can it cover its tracks on the crimes that it has done. We're living in a machine that everybody wants somebody to look at somebody else and pay attention to them while we have Americans suffering. Our focus right now has been heavily on Lahaina because of the nature and the magnitude of this crime that was our government was complicit in. But we have a daily basis of criminality all around us, and it's called homelessness and drug abuse and child sex trafficking. That's everywhere. And we just go along our lives like there's no big deal. Like, oh, we can't do anything about it. And our governments try to figure out what's going on. Well, let's brush them out here. Let's sweep them out there. Let's stick them there. These are human beings. They are children. They are people. We, walk, we look at the people in downtown Philadelphia, right where I used to live. They are literally dying and being killed off by drugs and fentanyl. And it's and horse tranquilizer. And we just go about it. We look at the videos and we go, oh, my gosh, it's bad. It's a liberal city. Where is the outrage? Where is the outrage in our heart that we start to realize that all of this isn't by accident? It's not just coincidental. It's not because you have weak people. It's because drug wars against America were strategically designed. It's because child sex trafficking is becoming such a massive network. They are moving kids around you on a daily basis in vans, in trucks, on rail. You don't even know it, and it is so big. And in every community, there's thousands and thousands of men and some women looking at child porn and looking at porn and driving that business and trying to tell themselves, I'm addicted, and you're doing so damn weak, you can't get away from it. We are complicit in the crimes that are killing our nation and killing our children and killing our people. Where is the outrage? Where is the 100 million Trump supporters going, screw you, excuse my mouth, fuck you, and get up and stand up and do something? I mean, this outrages me to a level I can't even imagine right now. 
I mean, we have the numbers, we have the people, we have the guns, we have everything. When are we going to stand up as a people and finally throw down and say enough is enough? I'm sorry for my language, but I am so fed up with watching people suffer. Man, I'm telling you, I've walked in war. When you walk along the bloated bodies and you see the people that are blown up, you put your foot in piles of goo that used to be human beings, you smell it all day long, and you come back home going, we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. And all I look around is apathetic Americans and stupid people that walk around putting on masks, trying to tell themselves they're going to eat bugs, trying to tell themselves that farts cause, the, uh, cause global warming. And we have people strewn across our streets, living in broke down, broken down RVs, trying to struggle out of living. We have moms with single moms, single dads trying to get by, kids that aren't being fed at school. Kids are, are being fed with the most evil stuff you can possibly imagine. And we're doing nothing. Today, I got notice that they found pornographic material that, in the form of books, teaching children how to take a picture of themselves, why they masturbate, so that they can share it with friends. Yes, that's a book, folks, that's being considered a child education book. And where was it? It was on a military base. When are people going to say enough is enough? We've got the most powerful military in the world that we can literally take down an entire nation with a group of special operators and a little back-end support. We can wipe out damn near any nation with a group of these elite guys. They're that good. And I was fortunate enough to work with them. And yet, at our military bases, they're destroying the foundation of our nation with our kids quietly, and nobody's saying anything. Why don't we not have an entire platoon of men annihilating every person that touches that material, stringing them up on ropes, and doing a UCMJ court-martial death sentence to every single one of them? Why is that not happening? Why? And I just don't get it anymore Why? what we have become. Where is our outrage where is it? I just don't know. Man, and it's just like you say it and then it's just like, well, that was a pretty good show. I don't know what to do. You've got a community. We've got to get them to stand up. We've got to get them to stand up and go crazy. I want you to hear this piece by Russell Brand because here he's right. I mean, this has to do with lasers and everything else, but everything he's getting at here is so on point. Started this fire. They started it with a laser from space. And whether it's true or not, it not only feels true, in terms of its results, it is kind of true. There is a conspiracy to keep you poor and to benefit rich elites. But it's just, it's everywhere. It's almost like water to a fish. It's not a conspiracy, it's just the environment you live in. You live in corruption. Every time there's a disaster or fire, you bet it's gonna benefit elites. You bet the poorest people are gonna suffer more. Every time there's a pandemic, you bet they're going to control you more and rich interests are going to benefit from it. We might not find a smoking gun or a beaming laser, but you can be sure that BlackRock and the world's most powerful individuals will benefit down the line from this disaster. The trouble is, by then, me and you, unless we're very, very careful, will be focusing on the conspiracy theory or the tragedy of 2024 or 2025. So for now, let's focus on those that are truly suffering. The people of Hawaii who have lost their lives and who have lost their homes. But let's not get so caught up in grief that we forget how these disasters are exploited by the powerful that benefit from a system that seems to be advantaged every time there's a disaster for ordinary people. That is just the absolute truth. And I just don't get where, where what, have, what has happened to us. I mean, we're being told, like, you can't go into Lahaina. Well, okay, if you have 10,000 people over there that just say, screw you, we're going in, and we have 10,000 coming from the mainland going, screw you, we're bringing support, and we do it, what can they say? 
I, I, the, the, the mentality of charging and rushing the gates, the mentality of standing up and doing what's right, the mentality of what are you willing to die for, that's gone. I mean, literally, what are you willing to sacrifice? And what do you believe in so much that you're willing to sacrifice everything to defend? Are you willing to lay your life down for this nation so that others may live in peace and liberty? And I would tell you that honestly, in the heart of veterans, there is that frustration. Every one of us. Because we did it already. And we're about ready to do it again. And the thing is, we're asking America. It's like, okay, we went out and did that stuff for you. We killed a bunch of people. We helped destroy an enemy. We helped keep you safe. But we come home and this place is a complete shithole. And when we're away... The deep state went crazy. And Americans have more guns than we ever had. They have, they're supposed to have more passion. It's your kids, not ours. And we come back and it's like parents are walking their kids in to get their weenies cut off and their children's breasts cut off. And you're like, what's happened to us? Where did that become normal? Where's the outrage? Now that infestation has gone right deep into the military, and that is another big problem. And trust me, that is there is no excuse for that other than the corruption of our leadership and the corruption of sergeant majors and the sellout of the entire senior ranks because they all want to lick the butt of the deep state and get themselves up in a higher rank for a political backscratching. But I, I've just the corruption in our nation is unbelievable. And the only way it's going to change is when Americans finally say enough is enough and stand up and do something about it. That's why we have the Declaration of Independence. That is why we have this place where it says literally when you have a despotism, it is the duty of the people to throw off such forms of government. It's not an option. It's a duty. Man, and stuff is coming. It's getting worse, and it's going to come and hit hard. Something very strange is happening at the government, most notably the IRS. I have several high-dollar, high-profile cases pending. And for whatever reason, they're just not moving forward. It's as if the employees at the IRS are waiting for the other shoe to drop. Some dread, terrible event appears to be on the horizon. And it seems, if you listen to the scuttlebutt, that it's coming in September. I have no doubt it's coming in September. I have no doubt that they're going to try once again to crush the American people between COVID, con, climate change lockdowns, and some sort of bank disaster or bank lockout as they roll out in the social credit score. They're going to try to hurt us again. And I guess the question is, as we become a nation of Semper Gumby and we try to bend ourselves over and around a pole, when are we going to stop playing their lap dance and when are we going to start fighting like patriots? I, and I sit here and I look at these school board meetings that have happened over the last two years. First of all, it's beyond belief that we actually have sheriffs standing there telling the people that they have to obey and be polite when you have pedophiles sitting across the board or at least pedophile enablers. How that sheriff was able to walk home safely is only because people are afraid to stand up to law enforcement. Corruption is corruption. That's the end of the day. How is it that school board member can even walk down the street? I mean, where is it? Where is that justice? And if the justice system isn't working, then it is up to we, the people, to install the justice that works. And there's such a fear of losing things. 
What will we have when these people take over? When Marxism takes over, what will you have? The answer is nothing. They've already told you, you will own nothing. And you will basically obey them and they will tell you to be happy. And if you don't, they will simply remove you, imprison you, extract your organs without anesthesia, do all sorts of torturous things to you, maybe put you back in the world as a symbol of what happens when you violate their rules as a reminder to everybody else as you walk around without a pancreas, without a liver, without an eyeball, whatever they've done to you, so you can be a living example to what needs and what needs to happen when you don't obey them. That's who these people are. And every one of these environmentalists, every one of these people pushing for no cow farts, every one of these people that's walking around here with their mask on, every one of these people that are taking shots, pushing for artificially grown beef, every one of these people that's trying to tell you you need to live in a 300-square-foot carbon footprint box, they have to live in a, in a smart city and drive an electric vehicle, every one of them is an enemy of the state, every one of them. And they're your enemy because it's exactly what is said in the Declaration of Independence. Enemies in war and in peace, friends. We're at war. And you can no longer look at your fellow American and go, I love you as an American. You have to look at them with jaded counsel and you have to prepare for the fact that they're out to screw you because they will. Because they're so complacent in, and so con, in, in conscripted into this cult that they will follow the cult before they follow the Constitution. And until we start to get the spine to realize what these people are doing to us, they are the destruction of this nation, not us. They are the ones that would like to see you rounded up, every one of us rounded up and stick, stuck in a FEMA camp with mandatory injections, and they would laugh and they would enjoy it and they would celebrate because they are that sick in the head. Unbelievable where we are as a nation. Unbelievable. Hey there, this is a quick word for anyone that's trying to re-engage their faith or get their face back in the Bible and it's proving to be very difficult. We're living in a time and age that the world has never been more opposed to things of a Christian nature, things of a God-based nature. Not just any God, but the true God, the God of the Bible. So if you're wondering why it is that you're having a difficult time getting to the end of yourself in the beginning of God, it's because the world is giving you a narrative that is running contrarian to how you're supposed to live. The world is saying, love yourself, treat yourself, honor yourself, and God is, of course, saying, die to self. Why? It's because the self is desperately wicked. The self, the heart, all these things that God knows about us more intimately than we know about ourselves. And now more than ever, it's being hijacked, manipulated, co-opted, corrupted, and thrown off course. Please fight, contend, get yourself in the word, get yourself on your knees in prayer, and get yourself before your God. Time is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not promised. What you have is right now. God bless. Godspeed. Get in the fight. Get in the fight. And we've said this so many times. Look, I'm all about walking in this world with forgiving and loving heart, but I am not about walking in this world with loving and forgiving heart when somebody's going to put their boot on my throat. And that's what we're dealing with here. And above all, I'm not going to sit here and walk in a loving and forgiving heart and let them put the boot on the throat of children. And they're doing that every single day. Patriots, we have a massive responsibility right now. And we are dealing with a cult of zombies that are literally Marxists in the disguise of woke that are trying to tell us that every single thing we know has to be redefined, pluralized, and God has to be kicked out. Now, when we start talking about love and praying on them, I want you to realize that God did not ask us to stand on the side while he's rolled over. David did not sit there with Goliath and go, hey, Goliath, do you mind? Wait a minute, dude, can you mind if we pray together and let's just hope we get along? Screw that. He took three rocks, put one right between his eyes and killed him. Then he cut off his head. 
understand the ferocity of what the scripture says. It isn't just prayer. Prayer is mighty. It is glorious. It is powerful. But prayer is also standing in the line to hold the word of God so that people do not defame it. And our one God, our true God, is stood up and bold before us, and he leads our hand into war. That is where we are. And we have to start coming to that understanding that we are in a war. You are, don't get a choice. You are conscripted whether you like it or not, and you're walking in the carcasses of the dead. They are everywhere. Some are walking and still breathing. Many are dropping dead every single day because they took the shot. Whether they accepted it or not, they were, com they were com com forced into this thing to where they didn't even know what they were doing, and now the dead are falling. When do we stand up and we scream, enough is enough? Our nation is falling. And we are the line to keep it alive. Take a listen to this very beautiful perspective. One question was raised about how we teach our young people. And I'm a former Marine, and I became aware that there are two verses. And we need to hear the second verse, which says, Oh, the Spirit ever, when free men shall stand between their loved homes and the war's desolation, blessed with victory and peace. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today just unbelievably weighted by this day in which we walk. And as we lift our prayers up tonight, realizing the destruction that continues to rain down in our families, the destruction that continues to rain down in our nation, we're reminded in this hour, in this time, by Psalm 144, 1-2. Lord, as we, see, as we sit here tonight, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and, my, and for my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, we ask now for your blessings and prayers, your guidance, your wisdom, and your discernment as we step into this battlefield of war. This is no longer a time that we can turn our heads away to the horrors that stand before us. Action is a call from our hearts to stand in the gap and now stand before this enemy and begin to make a march upon their strongholds and tear their strongholds down. 
This is time for the call of patriots to stand to the, to the need of the nation, to start rallying around and coming together to realize that we cannot be pushed anymore. Father, we're standing here in a world that's being charged upon and your name is being defamed. Everything about who you are is being shattered and shredded. And we can't stand on the sideline just to simply watch and to wait. That apathetic view has come from a broken pulpit that tries to tell us that somehow we're in the end of times, that we're supposed to wait for Jesus to come. Father, you know my heart, and you placed me here for this reason. I have never read the Bible that way, but other than I will fight to the very end until Jesus comes, and even then, I will continue to fight until the Lord puts his hand on my back and pulls me from the, from the front line. Father, for those that have the heart to stand that boldly now, we ask them, ask you to call them, to awaken their heart and make them stand. Bring them to their feet and let them hear the mightiness of heaven that stands before us as we start to walk into this enemy's ranks and destroy them piece by piece. We have no patience for them anymore. This is a Jericho moment in our nation. Let us rise. Let us lift our swords. Let us be prepared for war as we ready our hands and our hearts for what must come. Lord, guide us and protect us in this hour. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, these are difficult times and times we have to start being louder and more bold. These are times not to bend at all, not to tolerate this stupid and not to tolerate this ridiculous anymore. There is absolutely no reason that we should be putting up with any of this. We let these leftist woke fools direct the narrative. That has to end. We, we have families. We try to walk eggshells around, trying to make them happy. Screw them. They have to grow up. That's all I can say. People have to be shaken and wakened. This is not a time for us to pander to their foolish ways and be patient for them to wake up. We are losing our nation. And every day that we let this go by further, the farther we fall down into the abyss. And the farther that abyss goes, the harder it is to climb out. And at some point, we won't be able to. So it is time, patriots, it is time to be bold, bold like you have never been, bold in truth, bold with Jesus, bold in that line, follow what God leads you to do. Every one of us has a role in this fight, and there can be no bending anymore. We have bent like that willow in the wind, but we're bending so far we're about ready to be uprooted and broken and never get up again. And that can't be. When you take a chance to look at your grandchildren, you look at your children, you look at your friends' children, ask yourself what type of world we're leading them and what type of world we're leading them into and what we're leaving to them. Do you want to have your name on what you're seeing around here? And if not, it is time for us all to come together and to wake up. People are slow to awaken in America. They become lazy and fat in many ways. But this is not a time anymore for any of this. We need the fire and fortunately, this nation was built on 3%, but we have a lot more of that if people will simply make the right choice and start stepping in. The, chest, the question will always fall when I say these things of what do we do, and my answer will always be the same. We have had five years of talking about the capacities, the capabilities, and the things that we can do. Every one of you has the ability in your community to make a difference locally. Forget about Trump. He's going to be just fine. He's a billionaire, and that show will continue to go on. And for the normies that are sitting out here lingering and hanging on to the narrative that Joe Biden is somehow a good person, their little world will be shattered. They will be broken. They will let be left screaming on the streets as their God falls apart and they have nowhere to turn. At that point in time, step in, hand them a Bible, kick him in the butt, tell them to get up and read about Jesus and send them home. They'll be just fine. They'll figure it out. But in the meantime, in the meantime, 
We have work to do in our communities. We have fire to bring into our communities, county commissions, city councils, mayor out mayor's offices, and all the places like school boards and holding our sheriffs accountable. We have things to do to start setting up an organizations locally that we start to talk to each other, come together and prepare for what's coming. The storm is on us. We're in it. And if we're going to sit and wait for a rescue boat, we're going to die. We know how to swim. We know how to build boats. We know how to fly. We need to do it all. And it's time to lead our communities forward and not let them sit complacently. And if you end up being the one person out here screaming in the wind, I've been there enough, don't worry, they'll eventually hear you. But be bold enough to stand there and do it. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.